Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Become a Broken Wing Butterfly Master special class on how to modify broken wing butterfly positions, produce the most consistent income through all market conditions. Before we get going, I'd just like to remind you that this presentation is for educational purposes only. We're not broker dealers or financial advisors, not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware that your trading options is substantial. Please make sure you're aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. Also, note that if we show any trades and or results in the presentation, please consider them to be hypothetical computer simulated trades. They would be believed to be as accurately represented as possible. Keep in mind, live results can vary from simulated results for many different reasons. I am John Locke from LockingYourSuccess.com, and I'm here with our senior trading coach and mentor, Stephen Hammett, and we are here to help guide you along the path to achieving consistent trading results. Hello, Stephen. Hello, John. How are you? I am awesome this morning. Perfect, terrific environment for broken wing butterfly style trades, by the way. Yeah, awesome. it really is. Yeah, we're just having a killer month cycle here. So that is awesome. Today, uh, what's going to happen is I'm going to talk a little bit about how to overcome obstacles to becoming a successful trader. Then Stephen's going to come on. He's going to get into what you need to know about broken wing butterflies, including an example. And uh, we'll even talk a bit about calendars and so forth. And as we go along here, we will provide you with as much information as we can in the limited amount of time that we have today. And then for those of you who want to dive deeper into the wonderful world of broken wing butterflies, we have a special offer that just help you do just that. So uh, if you have any comments or questions as we go along, feel free to put them into the chat. If you want everybody to see them, just make sure you have everyone selected when in the two section there. And other than that, you know, any questions you have, we'll probably answer them at the end unless they're important or relevant to the topic that we're talking about at the moment. Other than that, let's get started. I'm guessing that for a lot of you, this probably isn't your first webinar about making money with or income trading broken wing butterflies or similar types of positions. And the first thing that I want to mention is that if you failed in trading at these types of strategies in the past, that it's probably not your fault. There's a lot of information on the internet and perhaps there's also a lot of what we call misinformation out there that just is not correct or uh, going to be beneficial to you about options trading and income trading. And that can make things kind of confusing. As far as information, I'd say there's probably so much information that many times the sheer amount of that information can be overwhelming. It can overload you. And getting too deep or diving too deep into the rabbit hole literally keeps you from achieving the success that you desire with this type of trading. And uh, if you've been at this for a while and you were concerned that in the past you can't just succeed with trading, uh, I, I can understand that sentiment. And I want to put those fears to rest and assure you that you can do this and that if you get the right people to explain it to you, it's it's really quite straightforward. So first of all, I'd like you to realize that many of the people who sell trading programs and trading services they want you to think that all you need to do to be successful is to find the right trade or to follow a trade alert service or something like that, and you're going to be successful over the long term. And I'm here to tell you that they are wrong. In fact, that approach to trading is the primary reason that I see people struggle with profitability in the markets. 
sometimes for years and, and, and sadly, sometimes even for decades. They repeatedly go through this cycle or loop of following this trade alert, following that trade alert, trying this trade, trying that trade. And they run in this loop of failure for, for years and years and years. Now, the people who do this, they all have their own reasons for wanting you to think that they're helping you, but it's not true. And if you've ever thought these services wanted you to fail, you know, I don't know, you might be right. Because a lot of the time, they don't benefit from your success. Most of them would rather keep you dependent on their trade alert services or dependent on their next miracle trading strategy. They'd rather see that than have you become dependent and competent on your own because then they lose you as a customer. The difference with us is that we care about your success. We want you to become an independent trader that's capable of making his own decisions and adapting to the market and so forth. We want you to become independent and competent on your own. So that's what we're here for. Now, I know many of you might have the dream to become a capable trader who can rely on himself to be profitable. And to do that, regardless of what happens with the news, regardless of what happens in the market, regardless of how things change. And that dream is certainly possible. We've seen many people achieve that. Now, during this, it doesn't mean you're going to win every trade, but it does mean that you can gain an understanding of what you're doing to the extent where you personally will know what to do in order to remain profitable when future changes occur in the marketplace, which we all know will happen. Our objective with our presentation today is twofold. One is, is for beginners. We have some information here aimed at beginners. And with that information, we want to drastically reduce the amount of time, money, and effort it takes you to become profitable with trading. And for our more advanced traders, our objective is to reveal the tools and understandings you need to finally become consistently profitable into the future trading the live markets. And since we're here to help you, one of our goals in the next 60 minutes is to get you to the realize that you will not achieve consistent results over long periods of time by simply finding a set of trading rules and following those same rules and applying them to all markets. And nor is this going to happen following trade alerts. You will experience possibly spurts of good performance that way, followed by spurts of poor performance. And with most people's sizing strategy and confidence strategy, where they gain confidence based off recent results, you have condition where you're setting yourself up to trade small while things are good, trade large while things are going poorly. And overall, under those conditions, regardless of what you're doing, you will not make money. So this is another key there. So in order to get those consistent results you desire over long periods of time, one of the things that you need to learn to do is you need to learn to adapt. And in order to adapt, you need to a deep understanding of your positions based on specific market conditions. And as you'll discover, this understanding is critical to achieving the results that you desire. And today we're going to show you how to gain that understanding. So realize that I was once an aspiring trader too. I started out knowing nothing about trading and the belief that all I had to do was find the right indicator, find the right trade, find the right trading service, and thinking that that would solve all my troubles, right? The money is just going to come piling in. And if you believe that too, I mean, I can't blame you. I believe the same thing. I mean, I fell for the same marketing misguidance that a lot of you probably have fallen for in the past. 
And as a result, I've tried many different types of trading. I've tried following other people's trading rules. I've tried trading rules that work flawlessly at backtesting. It failed me over and over again in the live markets. And I've even tried trade alert services and trade along services as well. I think that's just a part of everybody's process as a trader. But you want to get past that. One of the things you know about my past when I was doing all this stuff, yeah, I, I was experiencing periods of success doing it that way. But unfortunately, you know, every single time I thought I had it figured out, the market showed me something different. The market eventually changed in whatever trade service I was following or trade rules I was doing. You know, they either blew up or they had periods of failure. Again, poorly timed with my position sizing strategy, which usually happened after a period, right? Right, This period of failures, they come after periods of success and you ramp your size up. And the result being that you go through this emotional roller coaster of feeling periods of hope and confidence. And, you know, as your as your profitability is up and then followed by disappointment and fear when the market shifts and you run out of favor and your position size larger. Now, this experience that I had made perfect sense or it makes perfect sense now that I'm more experienced and I understand the extent of variables that the market can throw at you. Right, so I'm talking about this as a person who's been through what you're you're going through and is on the other side of that, and, and you come to the realization that what you were doing was almost foolish. And you know, as you're going through the process, you get this feeling sometimes like you're shocked, right? You're, you've had this period of success, you're trading bigger now, you're confident, and then you have this period of failure, and it can be shocking. I mean, how can this strategy or alert service that did so well in the past and back tested flawlessly, how could it fail? But they they do fail. And you're going to find out as you're going forward, if you haven't found out already, this happens repeatedly. And the reality is you can't argue with the facts. Realize that for the most part, things that work well in the past or worked well in the past, especially if you're doing it on backtester where you form fit the past, they fail. Uh, also realize that in the future, at some point, the future markets are going to be different than the past markets. And we see this over and over again. If you go back to 2006, no one would have ever guessed that 2008, the movements and the cycle changes in 2008 could have happened. If you go back to 2014, we had big changes coming into 2016, 15, 2016. We had changes coming in 2017. We had a big change in 2019. We had a huge change in 2020. And you can't backtest those because they've never happened before. Right? They've never been experienced before. Therefore, my point being that you can't simply rely on past results of a trade or an indicator if your objective is consistent profits over time. Because in order to get those consistent profits when things change, you have to be able to recognize what that change means and adapt to those changes. Otherwise, you end up in this loop of trying the next trade, trying the next trading service again and again and again, where in the end, you're, you're really no further along than when you started. So, you know, I know this because I've experienced this and it's no different than it was when I started back in 2005, 2006. Every, I see the traders going through the same process. I've coached them through the whole time. So the question becomes, why do we get stuck in this loop? And part of it is what we call the motivational triad. So the motivational triad is a natural condition of the human brain, which we all have. And that is to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy. Unconsciously, this is what we're all trying to do. We want the pleasure of winning. 
without the uncertainty of losing, without having to expend the energy to monitor what's happening and make judgment calls or decisions that may result in pain. If we know that our emotions and our feelings and our unconscious urges are running on that system, and we consider the combination of the factors that will lead to the natural desire to want to follow rules, to want to find an indicator or alert or something that back tested in well for confidence, right? We want to depend on these things, or we want to have this natural urge or inclination to create the illusion of certainty that we will win. And we create this illusion of certainty, like I said, through back testing or by following rules or indicators in a way where we don't need to go through the work. Now, that doesn't mean that a lot of you don't want to work. I've seen people do a tremendous amount of work, hours of work years of work, decades of work, trying to find the perfect set of rules that will never fail them, that are always going to work all the time. You'll go through a tremendous work for that. So, And what you're looking for when you're going through that process is something we call certainty. You're looking for certainty that you're going to be able to put on this set of rules without thinking about it. And you're just going to be able to follow them. And you know, you know, at a conscious level or at a logical level, you're not going to win all the time, but at an unconscious level, you're looking for that. And we try and find, create this illusion and find that through back testing or by following rules or indicators with the hope that that's going to allow us to just follow those rules and not face uncertainty and be certain that we're going to win and not face the uncertainty of the pain that might result in decisions that we make. One of the things I find really funny is I'll deal with traders who have money in a mutual fund or a 401k plan. And that 401k plan will withstand a drawdown of like $100,000 or whatever percentage, right? And they wouldn't really even think anything about it. It goes through its fluctuations and they're just considering it's gonna be over time. Yet you put them in a position where they're making their own trading decisions and the slightest loss is all of a sudden super painful, right? It's painful to the ego because you're doing it yourself. And that's very detrimental, but it's good to realize that it happens and disassociate from it. So I just figured I'd talk about that. When we start talking about following rules, following indicators or alert services that we've back tested and they've done well, what's the problem with that? Well, the problem is the future, while it may have similarities to the past, it's going to be different than the past. And I'm not talking just about a bullish or bearish market. And so people like to generalize things into bullish or bearish markets and so forth. I'm talking about specific price movement cycles, the timing of those price movement cycles, volatility shifts that are different. In the future, they're going to be different. Even if the market appears to be the same on the chart, and you know, we see this over and over again, well, I tested this strategy through this down move and, and it did okay. That means in future down moves, it's going to be okay. And it's like, no, that doesn't mean that at all. It's only if that future down move is at the same timing and at the same timing and at the same magnitude, at the same implied volatility shift is the only time you're going to get the same type of result. Any one of those factors changing can shift you into something that did well in the bearish move or bullish move or whatever you have going out there to doing terribly in that bearish or bullish move. Realize that with these strategies, timing is very important. It's really easy to alter the timing and back tester and change things like that. So the future while it may have some similarities to the past, it's going to be different than the past. Therefore, if you want to win most consistently, you must be able to recognize and adapt to differences if we want to remain profitable. Okay, so the secret here is 
revealed in the question, what turned my trading around? Because I, like I said, I ran through a, a problem also. Luckily, it didn't, it didn't last for years and decades like it does with some people, and it doesn't have to. But if you want to ask, how did I become consistently profitable? Well, my epiphany happened when I finally accepted the reality that there is no set of trade rules and there is no trade alert services that's going to allow me to sit back and rake in the money consistently forever into the future. It just simply doesn't exist. And I realized that if I was going to make money consistently, I was going to need to learn certain things. When certain things were the right things to do, when certain things were the wrong things to do. Realize that we can have the very same technique, right? So we can have a technique that works wonderful for a period of time. And that very same technique can be extremely detrimental in the future. Okay. And we want to learn when this thing is the right thing to do and when it's not the right thing to do so that we can make sure that our profits remain consistent. So with that in mind, and today, you know, if you're open to putting aside your judgments, Steve and I are going to help you begin the process that I went through many years ago. So what I'd like to do is bring Stephen on and have him talk to you or dig into uh, some stuff about broken wing butterflies. Stephen, are you good to go? I am. Let me share my screen and we'll get going. Thanks, John. That that was a great section there. And I just wanted to piggyback on that the last set of comments you made, which is that turning point that you had really is about acceptance of the uncertainty that comes with trading the markets. Let me ask you, is that similar to what your turning point was? Because I know, I mean, you yeah. kind of went through the same thing, right? I think we most of us totally. Do. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 I mean, I was one of John's early students and I, you know, prototypical in the sense that I t wanted to cling to the rules and the recipe and what exactly, when is the Delta this and I need to do that. And then if I just follow these, these rules, everything will just kind of work out. And once I, it, it's kind of a combination of letting go of that, of that kind of structure, that thinking, and also acceptance of the uncertainty of the market. And then that leads you to what you just said in that last slide is really embracing, understanding what's happening in the market, how I can use a broken wing butterfly structure, as we're talking about today, or any, any of these option structures, uh, trades that we have, and understanding how it's going to behave in any given market. So it's kind of a, like I said, it's a combination of letting go and then acceptance. And ultimately your long-term success is going to come from understanding the concepts, the concepts and principles behind these, these uh, trade structures and specifically the broken wing butterflies we're talking about today. And it's not going to be about, you know, if I just learn this new rule set or new recipe for a trade, then that's it. You know, I'm going to have success going forward. Certainly in the beginning, you want to learn and be true to a specific set of guidelines and rules as you're learning structures. But then as you move into adding discretionary trading and being a subjective trader, you want to rely on, um, on understanding those, those principles and those concepts. So this program really demonstrates the dynamic capabilities of the BWB. There's so many ways you can mix and match this trade. It's fairly simple, but there's, it's, it, you know, it's trading simple, but it's not easy, right? Right. And in order to, like I said before, in order to really learn these structures, we have to first understand, trade them by the guidelines and by the rules and understand and show integrity by following those rules. You know, want to get in a trade and then all of a sudden 
<laughs> you go off script and you're doing things that you you uh, your trade plan didn't call for. So in any case, I thought that was really great. And I, I felt like that was my turning point as well. Uh, probably took me a little longer than I wanted to, but it, it really is difficult sometimes to have that level of acceptance and, and really letting go. Absolutely. So as John said, I am the mentor and coach for our beginner and intermediate options traders. And what I wanted to do today was give everyone a student's perspective of this uh, master track series. And you guys are really lucky uh, to have this course now, because when I started out trading options, which has been, gosh, 2006, I started and got really heavy into in the 2012 and then a couple of years later, found John, but we didn't have, or he didn't have this program. And I really wish I had that to set a foundation for learning about how all these different structures uh, behave and how they interact and the, very, and the various things you can do with them. It comes down, if you don't know the purpose of a set of rules, like while you're doing, why you're rolling upper longs or, or why you're entering the trade, um, certain distance from from the market and so on and so forth, then you're really, if you don't understand those things, you're not really developing any skills as a trader. And like John alluded to, let's say that you do have a trade that's working well, you've had a couple of winners. Well, what are you going to do when the market changes? I mean, that's the big question, right? And it's not just price changes, it's vertical and horizontal skew changes as well, which we've seen since the COVID crash, it's been completely different. If anybody is joining us today that's been trading before 2020, you should recognize it's a completely different market. And I'm not talking about just from an ATR standpoint or that maybe we're in a, a bear trend or consolidating. It's really from the skew. And those are some important things to understand. Yeah, the skew has been – and for those of you who are new who just kind of started this venture in like 2020, I've had – I know I've had new people because they're saying, what am I going to do now? The volatility is so low. And I'm, and I'm thinking, right. are you kidding me? I mean, this is this is like extremely high compared to any time in history, uh, except for maybe a brief period in 2008. I mean, we extremely flat imply volatility skew curves, extremely flat. Yeah, we had extremely high volatility, right? I think it was a periods in 2017 and there was another year we had you know not that this is the only measure but it's a quick and dirty one we had a nine vex and we mm -hmm. were making making good money same win rate that we have now but it was just a different you had a different t plus zero line you had a different way to approach the same trades but you just had to approach them differently and that's really what this is all about that's adaptation right so i mean 2017 and 2022 or 2023 are completely different from an options trading standpoint, this style. And once you have that understanding, you could pretty much trade anything the market is going to throw at you. So let me move on to the next slide and talk about, you know, why this trading course? You know, what is it about this one that's that's so important? Again, from a student's perspective, the broken wing butterfly or the BWB as we refer to it is really the best learning tool for this style of trading, this income trading, data trading, whatever you want to call it, campaign uh, style, non-directional. Once you really learn this, everything else about the different kinds of structures you could use in this style of trading becomes so much easier. And again, learning to adapt 
this program is going to show you how you use the BWB structure and its various formats more aggressively, more conservatively, how to adapt that to trading any market context. You want to always get in alignment with your trades, with what's happening in the market. It's not about this is the this new rule set that I picked up on some webinar and I'm just going to deploy it no matter you know if the market's falling apart or it doesn't move for a week. You know, that's just not reality. That's just not going to give you the results and the development that you need as a trader. And this is course is going to help you increase your probability of long-term success in developing those skills and learning the true mechanics of the butterfly structure. It, Absolutely. Yeah. One of the things I love about the broken wing butterfly in general is, is it's just so forgiving of a position. Yeah. It's probably the most forgiving position that you could, could probably enter for the most different types of things that can happen. It doesn't mean you can't lose it, but it's very forgiving, which means you can often trade just at any given time, any almost any given reasonable broken wing butterfly strategy and make money for a period of time as you're learning, which is really cool. Right. Yeah. And this is always the big question that John will mention in a lot of our our webinars and our Skype groups is he'll ask, you know, somebody will ask a question like, well, should I make this adjustment or that adjustment? And the answer or the question back is always, where do you want to put your risk? And it's not only price risk, but your volatility risk. So regardless of how you're positioned, let's say you have super flat T plus zero line, flat delta at entry, you still have put your risk somewhere. But we like to kind of hide that from ourselves, right? Like, no, you know, I've got I've got plenty of range. And you certainly do if you're postured in that manner and you have plenty of time in the trade, but you still have put your risk somewhere. And so as we graduate up to being subjective discretionary traders, you have to really recognize where am I willing to lose this trade? And I'm not talking about fall off the cliff one side and make a home run on the other. It's a balancing act, but you have to also consider where do I want to put my volatility risk and where do I want to put my price risk? This program addresses those issues. Yeah. Um, you know, Stephen, you know, what I was just going to mention, if you don't mind, just, yeah. just talking about risk for a minute. And, and, and you said something key there where this complex options trading and the more complex you get, the easier it is to hide your risk from yourself. Yes. The novice trader is going to find, see a very flat T plus zero line and assume I have no risk. And that is completely not true. The flatter your T plus zero line, the more volatility risk you have. And not necessarily volatility going up or down, but implied volatility skew curves changing and so forth. But you either have, you either have price went risk you have implied volatility risk or you have a timing risk of a back and forth right. chop risk, depending on the, the strategy and your adjustment strategy and so forth with it. So exactly. it's important to understand where that risk is, that you understand it as you're trading. Right. And then know where you want to place that as you move further on in the campaign. So right. that's a that's that's a great uh, great comment. So I here in a little bit, I'm gonna show you a few frameworks anybody can use to help make better trading decisions and also have a, a pretty neat trading example I want to show here at the end. But those frameworks are going to be around allowing allowing you to match your trade obje objectives to what is happening in the market. And what I mean by trade objectives is anytime, let's say you've entered the trade and you're looking to adjust, um, maybe your rules call for adjustment or you're subjectively trading, what are you trying to achieve? You know, you want to you want to think about it that way instead of you know, oh, you know, the delta is too high or it's too low, and I just want to get it back flat, get back to safety. Maybe that is your objective, but we want to think a little bit more dynamically in that 
uh, than that, a little more a little more robust than that. And so when we think about what's my trade objective before I make it an adjustment, we want to go through a series of decisions. And I'll show you that later. There's a framework. But this program really does a deep dive into those trade-offs of timing, placement of vertical adjustments, wing widths, volatility changes, and et cetera, and explains the why and why nots behind the various tactics that we could do uh, when we adjust these trades, put them on, and so on and so forth. Yeah, you want to be very aware of trade-offs that you're doing. You know, yeah. I, I want to do this vertical adjustment to my thing, and you know, it lowers delta. Well, fine, but what what is the drawback of that? What what right. problem have you just introduced into the strategy by doing that? If certain things happen, it's easy to exactly. make the assumption the market's going up is going to keep going up, but that, as we know, is not as we know right. logically is not always the case. Yeah, I mean, to build on that, for example, if I flatten out T plus zero line. That's a good thing, or make me make me feel good. But what did I give up on the other mm-hmm. side for that? There's no free lunch for that. So, what I just wanted to kind of give an overview is what you understand how the BWBs work in, in all its di- different machinations. All these concepts are uh, going to be applied in all the different BWBs that we offer. The M34U. The V17, which is an SPX bullish posture BWB, the V14, the V22, V32, and then, of course, the M3, which is not necessarily BWB, but it has a similar risk profile. And for those who don't know who with the M3 is, it's a 50-wide symmetrical butterfly hedged off with a call, which gives a very similar, not the same, but a similar risk profile. So right. again, you may, even, you may even add broken wing condors too, which also broken wing condors. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So all these concepts and principles, once those, you understand those, um, all these trades are really simple to, to digest and, and quickly deploy and then get to that next level, of not only subjective trading, but creating your own trades, crafting your own trades, which I'll show you an example of, of later. Because that's when you've really taken things to another level, is when you can uh, do trade creation. Yeah, and I would add to that: do trade creation and understanding how it's going to react without having to backtest it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, for those of you who aren't may may not be aware of what a broken wing butterfly is, this top panel is effectively what a broken wing butterfly is. So. If you think of a symmetrical butterfly, you know, both sides are kind of, are going to be equal wings. The broken wing is we're just lifting one side of the wing. So that's where the, the name, the broken wing comes from. And then there's different variations of it. This right here is a, more of a condor look. And then this one in blue is what we call unbalanced or a one, three, two. Um, so they're really just derivations of the same thing but they all come with different components and different things you have to understand because they're all gonna behave differently. If I put these three trades on right here, they're all, I need to understand, you know, is one gonna be more sensitive to changes in uh, implied volatility? Is one gonna be more sensitive to a down move and up move, so on and so forth. So those are the things you have to really think about when you're trading this style of trade or any trade for that matter. Right. And how does that change over time changes and as a right. closer expiration and as implied volatility shifts around? Exactly. What risk position does that put me in? So what will I learn? What am I going to learn from this program, from this master track program about BWBs? 
well, like I said, it's developing that structural understanding and knowing the why and the what, and being able to develop the if-then ladders, the market scenarios. Uh, you know, if the market goes, you know, up and then apply volatility drops, what is that going to do? How is this position going to react? Or if the market goes down and yet volatility stays flat, as opposed to uh, rising, most people uh, tend to think that market up, market down is linear with implied volatility. It's not necessarily the case. And what can I glean from that when that relationship uh, decouples, which we see that often, right? Right. And really being able to internalize, like I keep, like I said, and this will be a theme, the trade-offs for each trade action or, or adjustment that I make in the trade. And we really want to be able to match our market expectations with the position with the that will perform best without boxing ourselves in to a situation. Well, you know, this is the trade I have now and the market's got to do this or it's got to do that, or this trade's going to lose. You know, we don't want to be in that situation. We always want to, we always want to put ourselves in a position where we, we have lots of options. Absolutely. And when we start talking about understanding what's going to happen if the price or implied volatility moves, people refer back to the analytical model, whether it's option to explore or think or swim or whatever else they're using. Understand that those options models are often very far off from reality. Sometimes right. they're right on, but they're often very far off. And there are ways to know whether or not how accurate that's likely to be if you understand your strategy. So we want exactly. to go to that level for sure. So uh, uh, John's going to go into detail into this uh, a little bit later, but I just wanted to touch on that. The program is four videos and over six hours of training. It's very detailed. It's a total deep dive into all the topics that we've been discussing today. And then there is an added bonus, I believe, John, a bonus video yes. on how to utilize calendars above and below the structures and how to deal with, which that, that in and of itself is you know, worth right. the price of admission. Right. There's a lot of different ways you can modify broken butterflies. One of those ways is with calendars, but you want to do it intelligently mm -hmm. and make sure you're, you know, you're doing, you're trying to, you're achieving the objective you're trying to achieve by using that calendar, I should say. Exactly. And then ultimately where you can really de derive a lot of edge in your trading is understanding when we have those major market changes, right? Not only price, but with volatility, um, when that's happening and how to take advantage of it. This program is going to help help us do that. Just touching on what the program specifics are, the track sections talks about all the different entries, upside adjustments, downside adjustments, exits, um, and everything in between, right? Position structure, wing width, wing size, so on and so forth. Um, and the pluses and minuses of everything. And again, I'll show you a, a framework that I've put together that sort of summarizes some of the things we want to consider when we're dealing with these trades, because ultimately you want to be able to rank and distill what are the most relevant considerations for the trade at this given time and block out all the noise, right? So it's not zero DTE, which is the flavor of the month issue, right? Or what the macro situation is, is inflation coming or not? And what's on the TV? All that is noise, all that is noise. All you need is right in front of you from the market information and the T plus zero line and the trade you have in front of you. Mm -hmm. And this is really a sneak peek of uh, the specifics that are in the program. Uh, we talk about different different trade durations. We have 70, very long DTE, 70 DTE, which is a conservative, conservative entry. Yeah. 
more aggressive entries, a little STT. And of course, depending on the SKU environment you have, that may or may not be considered aggressive anymore, right? Um, right, right, right. So we do have an update where we talk about the new implied volatility SKU environment where mm -hmm. I mean, you can enter these at almost 15 days to expiration and be like an old time 60 day to expiration trade. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the other is this clever bit down here is De John developed a naming convention for our different tactics that we can do, right? So if we want to do or take a risk off posture, or maybe we're going to roll up the shorts or roll back the upper longs of this position, or maybe we're going to risk off and then roll up. Um, and really, it's just uh, using acronyms to talk about the different ways we can uh, adjust the position to the given market that's in front of us. Right. There are a ton of different entry configurations, right? So we want to break our broken butterfly trade down into different types of strategies. And we have an entry strategy. We have an adjustment strategy. We have an exit strategy. Right. And, um, and we talk about all different types of um, things that you can do and their benefits and drawbacks and so forth. Next slide, John, I wanted to touch on the common questions and concerns. So we all have these common questions and concerns, right? Anytime we're trading uh, these style of trades, you know, where do I put my shorts? Uh, does it matter where I do my vertical adjustment? What if the market crashes tomorrow? How long until this trade hits my profit target? Should I roll up the 10 or keep it in place? What if the market runs away from me? And, you know, there's two answers that you're always going to get from from me and John, which is it depends, and where do you want to put your risk? <laughs> right. So, and, and that's not to be sassy, but those are the th the questions you want to ask yourself, right? So, yeah, it matters where you put your shorts, but ultimately, what are you trying to achieve? Match that with what you know. It's forcing you to think through this more than okay, I've, I've got this position on and. You know, the instruction set says when the delta does this, then I move this. Well, and that's good. And you need to do that in the beginning, but you want to understand what it's does part that of the do process, to the position. For sure. Yeah, it's, it's part of the process. It's part of the process. So along those lines, I have created a, uh, what I call a decision make matrix. It's really just a kind of a framework to to think about these things, right? So if I want to, and we're going to read these from left to right. So I love your, it, I love your objective, right? Because everybody says, well, I just want to make money. Yeah. All right, the time. Right, right. 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 And they don't think, well, actually, this adjustment's going to do something, you know, to the effect of minimizing losses, maximizing gains, or changing your, you know, directional risk, you know, making you more sensitive to a move, less sensitive to a move in certain right. directions. Yeah. And, and, and let me just set the stage real quick. So we're, we're in the trade. The market's made a move. Um, maybe we've we've hit a delta adjustment or you don't you're trading it subjectively and you're outside the tent, you don't like the risk that you have. So the situation is this, what do you do now? Right? What adjustment do I make? So we're calling for an adjustment. We need to do something to the trade. And that's when this this matrix, decision matrix comes into play. So think about at that stage, what do you want to, what's your objective at this point? Do you want to minimize losses? If you do, then you may want to enter the position further back, or maybe you're already in the trade and you want to reduce risk, then you would roll in the wings, the upper longs and the lower longs. That's going to help minimize your losses. Now, you guys still have to think about this, like we talked about, right? Because there's no solutions. They're just trade-offs. So when I do, um, say, for instance, this tactic, the trade-off is, is I'm probably not going to make as 
higher profit target as I would have because I've, I've I've squeezed in the ten. Now right. I'm going to get a higher win rate probably if I do that um, as a rule of thumb. But you have to also understand the trade-off is you're probably not going to make as much money, which may be fine. Nothing wrong with that. It just depends on your objective. If you want, if your objective is to take out sensitivity to volatility in the trade, and maybe you're talking about entry, maybe that you're better off doing a, a butterfly and a call. It's all going to depend on what's happening with the skew and what's happening with the market. Maybe uh, if you want to reduce that uh, volatility and you're in a condor, broken wing condor, maybe you want the short strikes together because mm-hmm. that's going to reduce the sensitivity. So it's really about just understanding what am I trying to achieve at this given time, whether it is entry or whether it is at an adjustment point, and then taking that action. It's not just, oh, let me run back to safety or I want to make, you know, constantly, you've talked about a lot this lately, John, is people want to just constantly flatten Delta, flatten Delta, flatten Delta. We're not going to make any money. Well, in, in, in a choppy market, that's the surest way to lose is to maintain zero Delta. <laughs> right. Right. In a trending market, it's a different story. But if you get a very choppy market and you're trying to make zero your Delta every day, then, I mean, that's not going to work out well for you. It's right, you know, and it has to do with the trading environment. It has to do with your objectives, and again, when am I willing to lose? There, are, there are times when it makes sense to adjust aggressively. There are times when it makes sense to let, let your uh, let the market run your delta levels, and it's you know it's just something that um, that's reality of life as far right. as trading goes. And if you want to know the best thing to do then we have to take a lot of things into consideration. And this is ultimately what I want to drive home from this is think about what's the trade-offs of my action, right? So real simply, a lot of people understand, you know, if I uh, do a vertical or roll one of the, uh, one of the um, strikes, that it flattens my delta. Think about it. Okay, now what's the trade-off? You always want to think in those dynamic terms. Like I achieved flatter delta, but on the other side of things, what did I do? Did I do I have more downside risk now? Do I have less chance of hitting my profit target? So you want to think in those dynamic terms. It's it's kind of like back to that if then scenario. Absolutely, so, if then ladders are important. Yeah. Now this is another way to look at a decision maker matrix, and this one you would just kind of read from in the columns from top to bottom. So think about it, and again, it's it's. It's about uh, thinking in trade-offs. So if I enter or if my short strikes are closer to that, the money, what does that necessarily mean? It might mean the trade is more likely to draw down. But you might be, if the market stalls, you might be more likely to make bigger gains. It could be more aggressive. If my short strikes are farther from out the money, you might be more likely to win, might have a high win rate, but you're not going to make as much money and it's less aggressive. So this is more broadly speaking far from expiration it's easier to manage large market range you could make profits above the tent but takes longer to get feedback so on and so forth and then you could also think in terms of if i'm thinking about risk off only tactics what what are those things that i can do so it's just kind of a different way to think about the objectives and the actions right so I wanted to just set the stage. Maybe some people can use this for in their own trading to think about trade-offs. Absolutely. Why don't I why don't I jump in yeah. and we'll talk about the master course. You can do your examples. Does that sound good? 
Sounds great. Go for it. All right. In the Broken Wing Butterfly Master Course, we cover a lot of different things. We answer the, all the questions I'm commonly asked over and over again when it comes to managing uh, all Broken Wing Butterfly style trades, including questions about trade entry, such as what's the difference between entering closer to expiration versus further from expiration? What factors should I consider when choosing my wing widths? What are the benefits and drawbacks? A broken wing butterfly has over or uh, in, in comparison to like a butterfly with a call or a broken wing condor. Uh, where should I enter my broken wing butterfly position relative to that the money? When should I scale into my trades and when should I enter them all at once? Uh, we teach you about multiple upside adjustment strategies, how they react to price movements and implied volatility movements. We detail multiple downside adjustment strategies, including how and when to adjust the downside for maximum protection with the least whipsaw risk. We talk about how to set risk parameters, such as profit targets, max losses, planned capital, on, depending on which entry and adjustment strategies you're using. So when you're developing a strategy or even when you're trying to size a particular trading strategy, you want to have this information. We detail the most important part or aspect of trading, which is discussing optimal exits. One of the things a lot of traders don't realize is that your exits are the key to profitability. You're, you can do different entry strategies. You can do different dates to expiration strategies, different adjustment strategies. And yes, they can make a difference. But the most important decision you're going to make in your live trading is when to exit. And we talk about that, right? So unfortunately, many traders ignore that critical aspect of trading. Yes, they have a maximum loss and a profit target, but that's not nearly enough. As you will discover in the program, there are many, many much more important considerations when it comes to exiting. And then finally, we have two videos that include insightful uh, answers to questions from students who have taken the course, right? So this was done after the initial course. Uh, the videos also include valuable information about adapting to earlier delta limit guidance, right? So this the original course was was put together before 2021 or 2020 or before the COVID crisis. After the COVID crisis, we had an unprecedented implied volatility skew shift, and we're currently trading in a market of implied volatility structure that we've never seen in the past. So as a special bonus, um, we we do. Uh, talk about that and how to adapt your guidance to that. And as a special bonus, we include a whole segment on calendar spread adjustments for broken wing butterflies. It's a fantastic program for anyone who trades or plans to trade any type of broken wing butterfly strategy in any time frame on the Russell or SPX. And the current price of the program is $13.95 retail. Our special offer here is for our basic members going to be $200 discount at $1,195. Our Go members, trading performance members, market outlook members, it's going to be $1,095. And for our pro members, only $995. And to get the program, we want to go to lockinyoursuccess.com, which is here. Just go to trading courses. This is a trading performance course. It's not a trading strategy courses. So our trading strategy courses have the rules and guidelines. They're trades, right? This is a performance course. It is not a trade. So we we show you or we talk about the dynamics of the broken wing butterfly and uh, and how to manage them and how to adapt to the marketplace. So this here is 
you come in here and you just click depending on your membership level. You do have to be a member. You can be a free basic member to buy the program. And then uh, we can also, if you're a already a Go or a Pro member, you can come in and you can look at your discounts and we can do like pro discounts here and you can go in and get it there. Or if you're a Go member, you just hit your Go discounts. So that's what I have. Question, when is Go membership open again? The Go membership is going to be open again towards the end of the month. So it's going to be another several weeks. So that's what we have for our offer. So Stephen, you want to take it back? Fantastic, yeah. And I just want to make a quick comment is although it's not a specific trade, it's a performance course, you can easily create, craft your own trade, develop your own trade. From the program. Much more effectively than just following somebody else's <laughs> yeah. rule. Absolutely. So whenever get think of it in that way. So and then ultimately to carry on where I was before, when you have the the, the the foundational understanding, the concepts and the principles, and you got your, your risk analysis software up with your trade, and you've got some understanding of what's happening with price, volatility, and time, it's like looking at the instrument panel in the cockpit of an aircraft. You've got to be able to not only have your instruments, recognize your instruments, but read them. And a lot of people aren't reading their instruments. You know, we look at the T plus zero line and <clears throat> gamma trend, for instance, for instance, to drive our decision-making primarily. It's not just looking at static reads per ratios, but we want to look at, at the dynamics. So really understanding your instrument panel and, and how to read it and how to take action is really critical. And that's what this program does. So I do have, I'm going to show you an example. We're going to look at the ONE software. Some people may be familiar with it, some not. It's a very robust piece of software that is great for back testing and also uh, live uh, doing live analysis uh, with our trades and making our adjustment decisions. Uh, but we can we could discuss the various considerations that we're looking at. Again, going back to the objectives, right? What we're trying to achieve. I'll talk about that in this example. So let me just show this quick screenshot of your basic broken wing butterfly. Now this is from 2020. It was entered at uh, 36 days out. We're roughly 20 points below the market. I believe on this one, we have a 60 wide wing to the downside. And part of the upper wing is 40 points up and the other part, uh, eight of them are at 50. And this, this would be more of the traditional style and look of a broken wing. But I want to show you how we can take this kind of trade, create something that's using uh, our subjective and discretionary skills. And to do that, can you see my chart, John? I want to show you a trade that I'm going to end Yes, I can I see, see it. Chart. Thanks, guys. Right here. And for me, I'll show you this. This trade is going to be in the in the Russell, but I'm going to use the SPX as well as the Russell charts, primarily SPX, as my guide. But on this day, this for me is what I call a 2B reversal. It's the a place where, real quickly, what that is, is you've set a low. You've got a low here. You've set a new low. When the market does what we call a fake breakdown. It starts to break down a low that's been put in place and then it takes it back. For me, that is a very bullish signal. And in this particular example, I'm gonna show you how I express that opinion 
with uh, aggressive positive deltas using a broken wing butterfly. And let me just show you what that also looks like in the Russell. Pretty similar setup. So mm -hmm. let's say that's what you see in the market. How can we take advantage of that? Well, I'll tell you what I don't want to be. I don't want to be flat delta when the market's running away. Now, I could be if I put a trade on with different set of circumstances to it. But in this particular case, what I did is I put a broken wing butterfly on on the call side and noticed that it, the market is way back in the back of the tent. It's not up in the front. You know, traditionally we would have, you know, the uh, we'd be 20 points just below at the money and the, the, mar the uh, market would be sitting at this point. This is way back here. And what I'm trying to do is take advantage of what I'm expecting is an aggressive up move in the market. So people might say, oh, well, you got way too much risk on the downside, way too much risk on the downside. I've got that covered in my plan. If we take out the lows uh, uh, of the uh, trigger bar, I'm going to be out of this trade. It's roughly uh, estimated to be about a $2,500 loss. And in this trade, I'm trying to make... Hmm, at least this, which looks like it's about eight grand. So almost four to one. So a pretty good risk reward. I think it's important to talk about um, just risk reward structure in your trades. Like a lot of people, um, risk reward structure is as important as probability. I mean, most people are trying to go probability, probability, I have to have probability. Uh, and they're talking about statistical probability. So there's two different types of probability, right? There's your statistical probability, and then there's an actual probability depending on what's going on in the market environment. Those are two very different things, right? And, and you're going for two things here. You're giving up statistical probability of not having to do anything for actual probability, a higher actual probability relevant to the market situation and you're also you're not dealing with a one-to-one -one risk reward ratio which a lot of people do you're actually dealing with a uh, you know one risk to four reward or something like that so exactly you don't have to win as often and when you win it's big time and your losses are kept lower and your gains are, are much much higher it's a really right. wonderful way to trade and the probability is still really good here so even exactly. statistically and even though you've got quite a bit of, of um you know it's not a flat t plus zero line right I've still right. got a, I've still can manage this trade very effectively. Now, this is not something I'm going to fight to the downside, but I know what my risk is going to be, at least a, a, a responsible range of loss that I'm willing to take. The other thing you're you're doing too is you is you do not no longer have the the amount of volatility risk that you have being mm. towards the front of the butterfly. Great point. Great point. If you understand that dynamic about a broken wing butterfly, if the price, you know, you have you have your Vega number in your in your software, but that's kind of pretty much irrelevant to how the position is actually going to react. I think that's a good understanding of that. Exactly. You know, if you if the market goes down to sixteen fifty, implied volatility is not going to negatively affect this position going up. It's not going because be of the way it's postured. Right. Because of the way you're postured, right? Whereas right. if you had your short strikes down there, it would be very relevant. So uh, again, an understanding about the volatility reaction of the broken butterflies are important. Exactly. And where the market is relative to the structure. Um, Absolutely. That, that's huge. Now, another question people might have is say, well, why are you entering this at 64 days? Well, in this particular trade, I'm not only want to take advantage of what I uh, 
see or take advantage of my market expectations, which is which is a move up, is also want to be able to play this the second two market cycles. When I say market cycles, I expect the market to make a leg up, hit resistance, and then make a leg back down. I want to be able to have enough time in this trade to possibly play the pullback as well and really see if we can get some excess gain. So that's why I'm adding some time to this trade. If it doesn't happen, fine, no harm, no foul. But this way I don't have to enter and add new risk in the trade uh, to take advantage of a down rate, although you certainly could do that. So let's just, uh, let me walk through uh, a couple of days of this. And then I'll skip to just when we get to the adjustments, but I just want to give people a sense of how this thing starts out because it, it's not always just a smooth ride, is it? So we get a pretty good drawdown on the first day, although it doesn't breach the, the uh, close below the low of my trigger bar. Um, and it's well within my loss parameters. So I'm staying with the trade. It's not, it's not something I'm panicking and I'm, you know, rolling the longs to take out, uh, you know, Delta. I'm staying with the trade. The thesis is still intact. Next day, we get the bounce back. Notice how with this particular posture, with the uh, positive Deltas, you quickly recover the, the drawdown. And then right. the one of the things one of the things yeah. we're doing here, just as a, a comment, Stephen, is we're using yeah. technical control, and this is what we go when we go into pro membership, for example, and we talk about market outlook. We're using technical control points to, to decide when we're wrong with the trade, and we're making sure our loss parameters are, are are good with that. So we're setting up very intelligent, well thought out strategies here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, which is just not just hey, I'm putting on a bet. Uh, and hopefully it works and hopefully it doesn't. I mean, it's, it's very structured in how we're approaching it, managing our risk. So this is how the trade starts out. It's kind of rocky, but I want to go ahead and, um, but we're staying with the trades. Like John said, you know, we're still within risk parameters. The market is still, uh, it has not taken out the low of this trigger bar. The trigger bar is this big um, explosive up candle. So it's, it's still above that. It's taking over the moving averages. It's taking a little, probably not, uh, happening as quickly as I'd like it to, but that I'm being patient. And by the way, I have all this time in the trade, so it's really a nice uh, aspect that I can be patient. So let me move forward to the next adjustment, show you how this trade is working out over time. So now we've moved forward to November 2nd and we finally got the move that we wanted. Um, and at this point, I wanna start reducing my positive deltas because we may have hit a turning point. We've uh, didn't quite make it up to this swing point. We've got a moving average up here, a pretty aggressive pullback here. I'm still feeling bullish, but I want to reduce risk. Uh, and this is totally subjective, right? Some people may not do anything to the trade. This is how I chose to manage this trade. <clears throat> and the way I'm gonna do that is roll my upper longs higher on the call side and takes the deltas from plus 41 down to plus 30. So pretty, not a huge minor, but let's trade in a good posture. So let's go to the next adjustment. Here's what the trade looks like before the adjustment. Now we moved back 
probably more than I would have expected. So again, I want to, and I'm back to that plus 40 delta. And I'm not using any discrete or uh, hard and fast deltas, but I'm uh, looking at my T plus zero line. I understand what deltas on a 10 lot uh, could do to a trade. I'm looking at my gamma and my, and my gamma trend. And again, I'm gonna reduce some of that positive delta, take it down to 27 by moving my upper longs. I'm just using the upper longs as a toggle feature in the trade, as it were. So let's go to the next adjustment. Okay, we've got, let's go back to our chart. We've got a pretty good reversal, pretty big bounce. We're gonna go attack this swing high and possibly come up to this swing high. So being patient paid off there. We, we were responsible. We respected the pullback, the down move. We made minor adjustments to, to uh, uh, account for that but we stayed with the major thesis of the trade. And today we had this gap up move and now I wanna add positive deltas back to the trade because now I'm in more of an aggressive uh, viewpoint or expectation of what's happened in the market. And again, you can see what we did with the upper longs to add the positive deltas to the trade. Go to the next adjustment. Now, as you can see, <clears throat> let's look at the charts. And these green dots show you uh, when um, there was a trade action. Here's the entry, adjustment, adjustment, adjustment. And then the market came up here and it's pulled back and we're gonna adjust again. Now, in this particular case, we've got some nice gains. Uh, I think you guys will really appreciate this particular adjustment. Um, this is the way I chose to do it, but I basically took out all the risk in the trade. So, you know, our downside risk is still 15 grand. That's how much we have in the trade. But now I'm in a position where at the front of the tent, I've got some nice gains. I still want to stay with the trade. Still got seven days in the trade. Um, I have supports that I feel like are going to hold if we do come back into the tent. But I do want to manage my risk. And the way that I do that is by... I took half of the contracts off and rolled in the long wings. And as you see, I have no risk in the trade. If the market comes down and this were to some, for some reason expire, I'd make money here. Uh, and I'm still can make seven grand if we expire to the upside. So I've completely taken all the risk out of the trade and actually it's, it's risk-free and profitable on either side of the trade. Right, and, and just to address this too, there are drawbacks to doing this. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, you're giving up a lot of potential profit exactly. in, in trying to protect your losses. And I think it's, it's, it's a, it should be very, it's beneficial for you to be very conscious of that trade-off. Exactly. As you can see here, again, one way to look at that is you got uh, the gains up to 45,000 here and to, to this downside. And when you take out um, the risk, you see that the, peak of the tent, which is one way to kind of look at what's the opportunity, has certainly dropped. But that's, mm -hmm. again, what what does that go back to? Trade-offs. I was willing to take that trade-off of making a little bit less in order to take out all the risk right. of the trade. Right. And so your objective, just, your objective in the in the in the adjustment is very important. Right. You, you right. were in profit protection mode. You wouldn't want to do this in other right. types of um, context. 
And if it was with John's trade, I would guess he probably would have rolled in the wings but left the full size on. That's his style. That's the way he likes to trade the trade. And this is just when you're, you know, you have to fit your personality with what you're doing and understand what those trade-offs are, just like John said. Absolutely. So let's go to the next adjustment. And then we'll get to the questions real quick. Let me just finish out this trade here. Um, we've got two days left in the trade. Gained a little bit more money. You know, actually here you can see you're like, well, this is crazy. Look at all that gamma. This is nuts. Like, what are you doing? Why don't you flatten this out? And again, this is going to be about trade-offs. You know, if the market comes back, we can hit the home run. <clears throat> if it falls out of bed, we're going to certainly give back some gains, but could potentially still make about what we have now. And if the market takes off to the upside, we're going to make about seven grand, but I want to, again, manage my risk uh, in all those places that fits what I'm trying to achieve. And so I just bring in the wings. Let me just undo that again. You get the wings here, the longs, and I just bring them in. So to John's earlier point, it does shrink my window of profit opportunity here, but it raised this, right? So now if it just market completely falls apart, I've still got solid gains and I raised this. So if we don't get the home run move where the market falls back into the tent and it just goes up from here and expires, I still make about what, 9,800 bucks. It's pretty 900. good, pretty good. I'm willing to take that trade off. It's almost, um, I believe we started, I can't remember what the how much risk we started out in the trade, but it's pretty close to 100% if memory serves. Yeah, I, th if I, th I think you were around 15,000. 15, okay. I want people to realize the gravity of that. If you're trading your trades, right, and you're taking a 5% gain on average on your trades or a 10% gain on average for your trades, and you run into a situation where things go wrong and you happen to get a back gap in the market and you end up losing uh, you know, 10 or 15 or sometimes 20%, that's a whole different dynamic than what we have here. I mean, we made 100% and we realistically in this trade could have lost maybe $3,000 and we're making nine. That's a completely, that's, that's a game changer as far as your trading goes, where you can end up making a ton of money and you can withstand a lot of losses. In other words, your, your win rate doesn't have to be as high doesn't have to be nearly as high in order to be very successful and very profitable in trading. So that's a trade-off that you want to think about when you're doing the income type of trading and trying to maintain these flat deltas and taking small profit targets. Okay. Exactly. And, and uh, Brandon's just asking, what was the original profit target? Did you have a profit target? That's I did not have a profit target. Um, like I said before, it was, you know, certainly, you know, in these kind of trades, I'd like to make two to one, three to one of what I'm trying to risk uh, in the trade. Now, I wasn't risking what I had in the trade. Remember, at entry, if we close below the trigger bar, I estimated, you know, I might take a loss of being about $2,500. Right. So, you know, two times that, 5000 three times 7500 So that's my loose profit target. But once I'm in the trade, I'm taking in the new the market generated information and then saying what what is possible from here. Now you'll notice I kept myself in the game to make the big outsides gains, but also protect. 
So I put myself yeah. in a position where at this point now where I can make more than the three to one if we get the upside, uh, the market to excited to the upside and still make pretty decent gains if it blows through the tent to the downside. Yeah, and, and, and another thing regarding profit target, one of the things I like to say is it, it, I think it's absolutely necessary that you have an expected profit number. In other words, a realistic expected profit number for the strategy you put on, because you have to do that to make sure your loss is reasonable. Mm -hmm. But as far as having a profit target where you're forced to exit, I right. actually don't think that's a good idea. Right. Right. I think if if you look at the compilation of evidence of your position, how am I positionally, and um, you know what's my chances of making more more money, and how much more money might I make? What's my chances of losing money, and what and so forth? Uh, if those numbers work out, you should be in the trade regardless of what your profit is. It's dynamic. It depends on what's happening in the market, how I'm positioned. See, I've got the you know the way I look at this is I've got the tiger by the tail. I get the down move, home run, which. You know, we've run into some resistance. It's there's some good probability there. Uh, yeah, you got to break It reverses down. with news and expires up here. So be it. I make ninety five, ninety eight hundred bucks. I'm in a really nice position. Uh, certainly, you know, embracing uncertainty, the market could absolutely fall out of bed. But let's look what's more probable. It could come attack this swing low at seventeen sixty. Where is that on my trade? Seventeen sixty here. This is this is dead center. I got one day to go. I got the tiger by the tail here. So right. let's I mean, just... you could have, you could have a hundred point gap down yep. and end up with Absolutely. five thousand dollars, right? And and that's possible, but it's not very likely. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So let's just see. Let's go to the next day, and this is the weekly expiration, or excuse me, the regular expiration. So um, this will expire on Friday morning. So you um, probably not want to hold this overnight, but this is the next day. We did get the move down, um, not necessarily the quote unquote home run, but I'd say 12.5 on uh, original risk of 15 and uh, stop out of 2,500. You know, you're, you're, you're going to stop the trade out at a loss of $2,500 and you just made 12,500. Pretty good R value, pretty good risk reward, right? Um, Right. And, and the thing is, we start talking about probability on entry and people who criticize that. You don't have to win many of these to be very have a very good year. Yeah, right. The rest of your trades can be essentially losers at this point and you still break even, which so, is not going to happen. Right. You're still going to win the majority right. of your trades. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, there's, you know, and I'm just keeping the theme the same. You could pull in the longs. You could let this thing go the next day. You could, uh, you know, there's a lot of things you could do. Now, this thing is going to expire in um, the opening print. And just so you know, the opening print ended up being um, somewhere in this range. So had you uh, decided to stay with this trade, it would have uh, ended up somewhere in this range. So, I mean, that's going to be trader. And that's a risk there. reward payoff too, right? So yeah. it's kind of a binary thing, right? If, exactly. it, if it closes a little bit lower, then you're going to lose $2,800. Closes a little bit higher, you're going to make so much. And what's the probability of that playing out? And if it closes a lot lower, then you're going to lose a lot of money, right? Yeah, you're lose, um, exactly. 7000 so Yeah. 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 So that's exactly, I mean, back to the theme, right? It's about a set, having a set of trade-offs. So that's that trade example. I wanted to show something that was a little bit uh, different than the normal, uh, you know, just under the money flat delta and show you how you can be really creative and take advantage of what you're seeing in the charts and also a way to take advantage of two 
market cycles. Right? We had a big move up. Let's, let's look at the chart here. And we had a pullback from it. So we entered here on this bar, had the move up, had some chop, and then we're starting to come back down. And that really played out nicely. You know, it, it, you know, there's always going to be some things you wish you would have done different, but it, all in all, I think this, this worked out pretty well. So when you understand the concepts and the principles, like I keep saying, uh, that, that are outlined in this program, you can do these kinds of trades. There's not rocket science. As you see, my adjustment strategy was rolling upper longs and then rolling it, pinching in the outer longs to take out risk. That's it. There was nothing elaborate, no rolling, no moving things around. And it was all predicated on having good trade location. No specific um, delta limits. <laughs> no specific delta limits. No, no, none of that. But, you know, the takes are quite a bit of understanding to get to that point. And then you move into this uh, phase where everything is becomes rather simple. Right. You know, simple decision making. And it's part of that acceptance and letting go where you can do these kinds of trades um, and, and and really get the outsized gains and exploit the edge that you see in the market. So that's what I have for you today, John. All right. Awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, if anybody has any last minute questions, you can post them in here. I'll quickly show you where to go to get this uh, Broken Butterfly Masterclass and just talk about this here. So the Broken Butterfly Master Course. We talk about trade entries, varying your days to expiration, what's the benefits and drawbacks going further or closer to expiration and how it changes the trade, choosing win-wicks. We talk about the broken wing butterfly versus a butterfly call entry, entry location relative to at the money and how your entry affects your adjustment strategy, right? So different entries require or would be beneficial with different types of adjustment strategies, uh, scaling entries and adjustment strategies. So scaling is one way that you can do. You go, you you enter part of your position and you scale in. That's another type of entry strategy. We have our upside adjustment strategies, uh, and then talk about adapting your upside adjustment strategy to different implied volatility levels, uh, to rising markets, to falling markets, to sideways markets, to choppy markets, and so forth. We talk about downside adjustment strategies, which is the Achilles heel for most traders. But we want to talk about how and when to best adjust uh, best adjust to the downside for maximum protection with the least whipsaw risk, which we've seen lately in the marketplace. We have a lot of whipsaws. Uh, talk about how to set risk parameters on trades with planned capital, profit target, and max losses. One of the things you might have noticed with Stephen's trade there is he put the trade on, and you know the question is, you know, what do we set for a profit target on that trade? And that's that's a good question. Uh, again, uh, we we one of the things we talk about is exits and how important they are. Um, and one of those exit strategies is pro is having a profit target. And sometimes that can be beneficial to you. Sometimes it's detrimental. It depends on multiple factors. And we we kind of get into that a little bit. Um, if we go here to uh, trade exits again, I can't emphasize how important trade exits are. If you're using profit target maximum loss, which a lot of the rule-based strategies do, by the way, and a lot of them use a relatively low profit target, like uh, like five or ten percent, and a lot of times that's necessary in order to create the win rate that you want historically, right? So one of the things about a profit target, if you uh, profit target, if you lower profit target, it automatically raises your win rate. Um, if you raise a profit target, it automatically lowers your win rate. If you um, lower your profit target too much, you get a very high win rate. But if you don't change your exit loss trigger, in other words, your maximum loss on the other side, then you get a, uh, a risk reward problem. 
right? In other words, your average wind becomes so low that a loss is going to take out a lot of winds, right? And that creates a certain dynamic in the strategy. If you want to fix that, then you have to lower your, then you have to lower your uh, exit loss trigger. In other words, you, you can only let it draw down less money, which will in, in turn um, decrease your win rate. Right. So those factors come into play when you're when you're designing your strategy. So that type of stuff is important to understand. And again, exits are extremely important, can make the difference between having a small win and having a huge win and and obviously having a small loss and having a huge loss. So you want to make sure you do that. We have special bonus videos, answers to insightful questions from students who've taken the course. Uh, we have delta limit guidance for post for our non-subjective, so the guys who are completely non-subjective, delta limit guidance for post-COVID volatility skew environments. And uh, we also have the calendar adjustment strategies applied to broken wing butterflies, which is can be a very powerful process. And our current retail price, $13.95. Regular price uh, is $13.95. Basic members, non-members, $11.95. Go members, trade performance members, market outlook members save $300 at $1095 and pro members $400 at $995. And to get started today, you can go to our website here, go into the community. If you're a Go or a pro member, you can just click the pro discounts or the Go discounts. And if you're a non-member, then you can go to our main website here. Look under trading courses. This is a trading performance course. It is the Broken Butterfly Master Course. And the information to do that is right there. I hope you join us and and, and take this. The, the traders who have taken it uh, have great reviews on it. As a matter of fact, you know, Chris Brown, before he left, he had to go to sleep. He's in Australia, but he, his, his note was awesome course. Made it a huge difference to my own trading and how I view risk and when to use this in my overall trading. Thanks, John and Steve. And, and Sherry, back to bed for me, Australian mm -hmm. time. So we appreciate that comment. We have lots of comments from people uh, over and over again about this, this course and how it's changed their trading and their understanding of the brokering butterfly strategy. Quick question from Chris. Current 70 DT options change shows very little open interest. Did you answer that question or we? I, I did, you know. Okay. Well, okay. First, okay. Of, first of all, yeah. And we can address that too, right? So one of the great things about this course is it's not a trade. Stephen yep. entered his thing 70 days to expiration or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. um, and and by the way, if you're trading brokering butterflies effectively, you are varying your, your entry date. Um, and, and I don't worry about the open interest. We don't worry about that. Right, right. And there's it, zero volume in a, in a or not. In a stock, it may be relevant, right? right? So you have volume and open interest in general in the options. In the index, it really doesn't matter. I mean, I've traded multi-million dollar positions in Russell where it has zero interest. The market maker will make the market for it, and then and then you exactly. can trade out of it. It's just the way that it is. It's, so it's an index. It's not... It's not a uh, it's not a, a, a stock. So you know when I say open interest doesn't matter, I, I'm not in, I'm not applying that to a to an individual equity, but I am as far right. as an index goes, it really doesn't matter. Okay. Um, so That's good question that. and good yeah. to have that out there. Appreciate everybody stopping by, taking time out of their day to uh, sit in on this. I hope you took away some nuggets and appreciate your time, John. Yes, thank you. Thank you for your for your time and thank you all. Have a great day and trade well. Take care.